Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2015, 10 Growth Mindset Do's and Don'ts by Jason Lobig of livebetterco.org, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, or the OLD podcast. Welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I read to you from some of the best blogs I can find and get permission from, mostly covering personal development and minimalism on this show. And with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. 10 Growth Mindset Do's and Don'ts by Jason Lobig of livebetterco.org. Detox. Do practice simplicity. Minimalism is trendy, but not necessary. That being said, there are many lessons to learn from less is more. For one, we tend to appreciate things more when they are in short supply, simply because we can actually give them the attention they deserve. This includes making small but powerful changes to your mindset, like focusing on gratitude, rather than being quick to complain. Take a week to make this change rather than trying to change many things at once. It's easy to focus on saying thank you more often, but difficult to try and be more kind, compassionate, empathetic, fun, happy, positive, resilient, and courageous at the same time. How are you supposed to measure all those things at once? Don't add before you take away. First, subtract. Intentions and goals should be simple, but we tend to overcomplicate them by trying to add too many things at the beginning. Before you add, subtract. What is not essential? Are you wasting time thinking about things that don't require your focus? Say, worrying about things you can't control? Only when you've reached the point of living with the bare necessities can you start to add back wants and wishes above and beyond your needs. Identity. Do let your path be flexible. Focus on your end goal, but be flexible in the path you take to get there. Adaptability is one of the strongest mental skills you can acquire because it helps you account for the changes to your plan you cannot control. And believe us, there will be things that go wrong. Just ask Murphy. We need to leave room for opportunity and adversity. A little slack in the system is a good thing to uncouple us from a severe downturn or being too busy to notice a good opportunity in front of us. Don't let ego stand in the way of progress. We love to attach our identity to a way of temporary conditions, such as, I am physically strong, to which we also attach many other things that give us confidence, stature, etc. But what happens when that gets taken away? If you've ever dealt with an injury or witnessed an athlete deal with injury, it's tough to watch. 
Ego is wrapped up in who we think we identify as instead of understanding ourselves as flexible, adaptable beings. Strength is an important quality, but it transcends physical muscle. Our ego is complex, but humility and the willingness to start over are paramount. First principles and processes. Do create a set of core values. This is vitally important to your long-term growth. It's easy to get distracted by shiny things, especially those which your proverbial neighbor, read coworker, friend, peer, or boss, owns. These core values should be your guiding light when making decisions, and they should be set in an environment that is free from bad influence. For us at Live Better, a lot of these clarifying thoughts have come on the back end of really hard physical challenges. In those moments, you are reduced to simply wanting food, shelter, water, and hardly much more. In these moments, you realize how little you need to be happy. Less is more. Don't follow the get-rich-quick scheme. We're not just talking about money here. All good things take time. Successes take sacrifice over a long period of time, which help us learn lessons, harden our battle armor, and build resiliency. Accolades handed to us rather than earned are quick to build a false sense of fulfillment. Imposter syndrome is a real thing if you actually don't do the hard work necessary to master a skill. Performance. Do focus on offense. The best defense is a good offense. In reality, we're talking about going on the offensive to be proactive rather than reactive. Contradictory to popular belief, most people play defense. They wait for things to go bad before they make changes. Human beings need to be pushed to edge or hit rock bottom before they take action. Life, however, isn't about having many haiku moments of clarity. It is instead about adding up small wins of consistency. It is about pursuing better, not always needing it to be your best. Elite performance is about knowing what it takes to win because you've practiced to make it a reality. Don't let skills go dormant. In the performance phase, it's important to practice the fundamentals. Honestly, you never know when you'll get knocked back to square one, and it's important to stay sharp. Imitate real risk when you practice and make the practice count. It's worth going back to basics often just to remind yourself how to do so. Looking for an easy way to do this? Teach someone else what you know or what you've learned. The mark of a true master teacher is being able to distill complex subjects with mastery down to plain language for a complete beginner. Empty your cup and practice being a beginner. Review, repeat. Do reflect on your journey. Journaling and self-reflection are extremely important tools to be able to check in with yourself. There should be a consistent practice. How are you reflecting on your emotions, your actions, and your behaviors? What worked and what didn't? Without a review period, we can't accurately take note of how our initial predictions played out. Next time, we'll either get lucky and win again or be left wondering what went wrong. If something failed, identify why it failed and fix it. If everything worked out, ask yourself why again. Then repeat. Don't dwell on regret. You can't change the past, but you can move on. Fear of failure is real, but actively putting yourself in the position to get back on the horse is a muscle you can flex, which will get stronger over time. The time spent between failure and dusting yourself off will diminish until you're resilient to challenge in a way that overcomes any inertia to begin again. 
Life, like sports, is fun because there are no guarantees. You won't always come out on top, but those who learn from mistakes and move on are those who grow stronger. A growth mindset is a best day ever mindset. At the end of the day, you are in control of making changes to your mindset. Today is about starting or continuing on that process. Make today the best day ever. You just listened to the post titled 10 Growth Mindset Do's and Don'ts by Jason Lobig of livebetterco.org. And thank you to Jason. I like that he mentioned how minimalism is trendy, but not a necessity. And the fact is the definition is different for everyone. You can be like Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com and be able to fit everything you own into a backpack. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's actually admirable in its own right. His preferences are, or at least were, to travel pretty much to a new place every few months and then live there for a while and move on. Minimalism allowed him to do that. Then there's Leo Babauta, who has like eight kids and is a minimalist. There's Corny Carver and Joshua Becker. They're family people, believe they both live in suburban areas. On the surface, you might not know they're minimalists. There isn't a right or wrong way. If you want to own a Tesla but still feel like you're a minimalist, go for it. I know Ryan of The Minimalists has talked about this a lot. He has really wanted a Tesla. I don't know if he got one, but if he did, I'm not gonna call him out on it and I don't think anyone should. If he went through with it, he would have been thinking about it for months, if not years, and it would be a conscious decision. And that's okay, that's the important part. But what Jason said is true. There's a lot to learn from minimalism and minimalist authors that I share here. I know I've learned a lot, hopefully you have too. So keep learning with me. I'll leave it there for today. Thank you for being here and listening to me and for subscribing to the show. That's the only way I've been able to continue doing this for five and a half years. It's by you following or subscribing, whatever you wanna call it, and coming back to listen. So thank you, it means a lot. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back for the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.